The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. On the first day of the week, Mary of Magdala came to the tomb early in the morning, while it was still dark, and saw the stone removed from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved and told them, They have taken the Lord from the tomb, and we don't know where they put him. So Peter and the other disciple went out and came to the tomb. They both ran, but the other disciple ran faster than Peter and arrived at the tomb first. He bent down and saw the burial clothes there, but did not go in. When Simon Peter arrived after him, he went into the tomb, saw the burial clothes there and the cloth that had covered his head, not with the burial cloths, but rolled up in a separate place. Then the other disciple also went in the one who had arrived at the tomb first. And he saw and believed, for they did not yet understand the scripture that he had to rise from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord. It's so easy to forget or to miss the point of what it is we do here on Easter Sunday morning. And because as we get older, we are more reluctant to actually truly embrace the joy of life. We do need the young ones to help us. And you notice that none of them said, Father, what's the point of this? None of them said, you want me to do what? They basically all said, you're putting a burning object in my hand and letting me swing it? Let me do that. Note the trust. Note the trust. And note the willingness to move. Because the very essence of how we truly mark Easter involves that willingness to move. A willingness to be moved by something, someone greater than ourselves. It's a movement we began over six weeks ago when we made another movement. We came to church in great numbers on a Wednesday. We presented our perfectly clean foreheads in church, and they got dirty. It's the one day of the year we come to church to get dirty. We marked ourselves with ashes because that was the beginning of a movement. It was a movement that the entire people of God was beginning to make away from darkness and toward light, away from death and toward life, away from sin and toward goodness. It wasn't the end, and the point of the ashes on Ash Wednesday was not to wear a cross on our foreheads that day, but to begin a movement that had a goal, that had a destination. So your journey here to the church on Easter Sunday morning began seven weeks ago. And it finds us here early in the morning as light is breaking over the world, just as those women came to the tomb, out of darkness into light. Note how wonderful that is. They are moving out of darkness into light 
And even as they do so, they come to a place that they don't fully understand. Jesus is there, but he had died. And they come to honor a friend who had been taken away from them. It's wounded love, it's broken-hearted love, it's fragile love, but it's real. And in that love which doesn't understand fully, they arrive and they discover that, to their great wonderment, Jesus is not there. And it's this news that makes them move. First, Mary Magdalene, represented by my young friend right here, and you make a smashing Mary Magdalene, who on seeing, on discovering the fact that death wasn't there anymore, that loss wasn't there anymore, that pain wasn't there anymore, immediately had to move. It was too great a reality to simply sit still. She ran, Scripture says. She ran because others needed to know. She didn't fully understand what happened, but she knew that something did and that whatever it was, was indeed marvelous. And so she ran. And as soon as she found the others, St. Peter and St. John, and told them, they, like my young friends, ran too. Note the vigor of the movement. They weren't merely curious. None of them said, you know, I should one of these days go and check on that. There was something that happened about Jesus that made them move. They couldn't sit still. They had to move quickly. They had to be there. Just like around the world today, in tremendously large numbers, men, women, and children leave their homes, gather in churches or shrines like this one, because there's something about this day that puts our lives into movement. And it's a movement that is not merely about remembering something that happened 2,000 years ago. It's a movement that recognizes a victory has been won. And it was won by Jesus for us. And so his victory is our victory too. That is the remarkable thing. It's one of the reasons why if one pays attention to older Christian songs, this goes back hundreds of years is what I do in my spare time, um, but if one pays attention to the way the early Christians celebrated this, they often speak and sing of the resurrection as if it's a prison break. We don't talk about that anymore, but it catches the notion that so much of the human heart, so much of human life has been imprisoned by our insecurities, by our fears, by our troubles, 
by our disappointments, by our poverty, be it mental or physical or spiritual. So much of human life groans in a certain form of imprisonment and slavery. And over it all is death. And Jesus, who descended into all of those dark places, doesn't simply leave them. He breaks us free from them, too. This is the great freedom of this day. This is what it means that the women have to move, that the apostles has to move when they encounter that tomb empty. It takes them a while to understand the full truth of that freedom, just like it takes us. But that is what sets their hearts in movement. And what we did, what we began seven weeks ago, is at the service of letting our hearts learn to run free, like these guys just did. Of letting our spirits learn to move freely, even if a bit awkwardly, as the young ones did, incensing the great Paschal candle, which symbolizes the light of the risen Lord among us. Note how important that is. Note how powerful that is. And that's why we conclude the movement we began seven weeks ago, here today, not with ashes, but with water. And it's a beautiful hidden symbolism in the way the church does things. Because just like my young friend, on Ash Wednesday, when people came to church and their heads got dirty because we put ashes there, what's going to happen today is I'm going to get you wet. And note the contrast. Ashes are dry, useless, and lifeless. Water's the opposite. It is wet. It moves freely. It's necessary for life. It washes us clean it allows us to move again. And so in just a moment, I'm going to invite you to stand. I'm going to ask you some questions. Questions that were once asked for many of you when you were infants on the day of your baptism. Questions for others that were asked when you were adults and received the sacrament of baptism. But questions that relate to that movement that began seven weeks ago. And the real point of it is, do you really want that full freedom of the children of God? If the answer is no, we all go home, we're done. Okay? And, but note, on this day, we renew the promises of our baptism. And in doing so, we say, I do want my heart to beat freely. I want my spirit to move freely. I want my mind to learn to be occupied by goodness and not lesser things. That is the very essence of this day. When we proclaim the fact that Christ is risen, we proclaim that in him and in him alone, real freedom is in fact found. So my friends, please stand. And we're to cheat, I'm going to give you the answer. Is I do six times. Brothers and sisters, through the Paschal mystery, we have been buried with Christ in baptism so that we may walk with him in newness of life. 
And so now that our Lenten observance is concluded, let us renew the promises of holy baptism, by which we once renounce Satan and his works and promise to serve God in the Holy Catholic Church. And so I ask you, do you renounce sin so as to live in the freedom of the children of God? Do you renounce the lure of evil so that sin may have no mastery over you? Do you renounce Satan, the author and prince of sin? Do you believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth? Do you believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was born of the Virgin Mary, suffered death and was buried, rose again from the dead, and is seated at the right hand of the Father? Do you believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting? And may Almighty God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has given us new birth by water and the Holy Spirit, and bestowed on us forgiveness of our sins, keep us by his grace, in Christ Jesus our Lord, for eternal life. Amen.